The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After he appeared to his followers in Jerusalem, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord! When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Do you remember those old Verizon commercials? 
The one where the guy acting as a Verizon employee travels to all kinds of odd and out of the way places with a cell phone to his ear asking, can you hear me now? Good. This question, repeated over and over again by that same actor, Paul Marcarelli, would become Verizon's tagline for almost 10 years. It was clearly a viable question and a very successful advertising campaign. It reminds me a bit of Jesus's post-resurrection appearances. In a way, he is just like that actor Paul, popping up in unexpected places and moments to check in on how his followers are doing. To Mary in the garden, to the disciples locked away in a room, to seven of his disciples on the beach. In each of these encounters, I hear Jesus saying, can you hear me now? Good. It is the last of these encounters that we hear in our gospel today. The disciples have finally gotten up the courage to leave their locked room and head back out into the world. And it should be no surprise that they decide to go fishing. This is, after all, what they did before they met Jesus. Fishing is something they know how to do. The familiar actions of casting off from shore, throwing the nets overboard, and hauling in the catch are something they have done plenty of times. And yet, on this first night out, they don't catch a single thing until a stranger on the shore invites them to cast the net to the other side of the boat which instantly became filled with fish, so many they could not even haul it in. What unexpected abundance. The disciple whom Jesus loved, John, is the first to put together the pieces about who that stranger on the shore must be. And when he tells Peter, it is the Lord, bless him, I do love Peter, his first impulse is to cover himself up and jump in the sea. Why would Peter react this way? He has already seen the risen Lord twice. And at this point, he must know that the Lord has seen him, truly seen him as he is. Peter is brash. He is bold. He is quick to defend Jesus, but just as quick to deny him as he proved during Jesus's trial and arrest. And perhaps... Surprised by this unexpected appearance, Peter's shame gets the best of him, and he gives in to his most basic impulse to hide from his Lord, who knows exactly who he is. But there is no hiding later when Jesus asks him directly three times, Do you love me? It's as though Jesus is saying, Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Three times Peter must endure this question and three times declares his love. It is impossible to forget that around another charcoal fire not long before, Peter denied any connection to Jesus whatsoever. But here on the lakeshore, Surrounded by fish and friends, it seems that Peter can finally hear the Lord loud and clear.
Can you hear Jesus now? Can you hear Jesus invite you to life abundant, to cast your net on the other side of the boat? Can you hear Jesus invite you to breakfast, to attend to your own daily health and nourishment? Can you hear Jesus tell you to feed his sheep and tend his lambs, to care for those most in need? Or are you caught in the past, consumed by thoughts of your failings and how things used to be before? Are you listening to that voice in your own head that tells you that your shame is greater than your potential, that it is easier to run away than face the music? Jesus already knows everything about us. It's why Peter's response of, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, hits so close to home because Jesus does know that Peter loves him. He also knows all the times that Peter has acted like a brash, ignorant fool, and yet he still declared that Peter was the rock. And today, Jesus is reminding Peter that he is not to be any old rock sitting passively on a pile, but a real rolling stone that will not only feed the sheep, but bear witness to God's salvation through the person of Jesus Christ. Simon Peter is not just the fisherman he once was. He is still himself, and yet after following Jesus, he has been changed Here, sitting around the fire on the beach, Jesus makes it clear what Peter must do next. And it is not to head back out on the boat for more fish, but to continue following Jesus to fish for men, to feed the sheep, to build God's church. Saul, from our first reading today, breathed threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. He was also changed after his roadside encounter with Jesus. He would redirect his fiery disposition to support the early disciples and communities following the Lord, not persecute them. And in 2016, that actor Paul from those Verizon commercials shocked the world by showing up in a new round of commercials for Sprint. Do you remember that? The commercials were similar. The actor was the same, and yet... They were different because Paul wasn't acting this time. He was a Sprint customer, not a spokesman for the company. And he wanted to share his experience with others. He had been changed. We are also changed in our encounters with the risen Lord. Father James Martin, a Jesuit priest and author, said this in an interview with Krista Tippett. The most fundamental vocation is to become the person whom God created. And it's both the person you already are and the person that God calls you to be. God knows everything about us. From before we were born, God knit us together in our mother's wombs. God knows our greatest fears and our greatest strengths. God knows the things that cause us shame and also those that grant us great joy. God knows all these things and calls us still, invites us still to cast our nets, 
to have breakfast, to demonstrate our care for one another, to trust in the extravagant, abundant potential of who God has created and calls us to be. At the lakeshore, on the road, out at the park, or at home on our sofa, in the most ordinary moments and unexpected places of our lives, Jesus meets us where we are, asking, Can you hear me now? Good. Amen.